Scott Reed joins us, CTV political analyst, former advisor to Prime Minister Paul Martin. Nice to have you, sir. Happy Wednesday, if such a thing exists. Yes, of course it does. Happy Wednesday. It's a beautiful day. Okay, so uh, Hamilton, uh, a Hamilton School Board is bringing back masks. I have to think this is probably a precursor to other boards doing the same. If it's masking, I, you know, I can't get that worried about it. If we're talking about shutting down restaurants and gyms again, that's when I press the panic button. Yeah, of course. Um, but <clears throat> it does feel like we're uh, hopefully a good distance from that. I more, more than anything, I'll be intrigued to see what happens. Like I, I almost look at this now as a pilot project. So, you know, it's it's not being enforced if for any reason an unrestricted objection policy. So if I say, well, I just don't want to, then I um, then I don't wear a mask. But it will be interesting to my mind to see if just the default requirement um you know sort of flips the baseline like do we go from two kids in the classroom to wearing a mask to all but two kids in the classroom wearing a mask like how does it how does it play out um because i think that would be instructive in terms of giving us an idea of, well if we wanted to inch back into that harbor as a matter of precaution how um how easy will it be because this is an easy thing you know pass a motion say all right let's 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 ask people to do it and make it kind of the standard so if that works then that tells us that actually you can with a relatively light regulation you can get quite a bit of um uh efficacy if it doesn't then you know we know that we have to be sterner on it if it's required so I found myself very curious following the municipal election about what kind of a headcount John Tory was going to have on council because there were a lot of progressive councillors, it appeared, who were elected. And now we know that 15 out of 25 were willing to sign a letter calling on John Tory not to invoke his uh, special mayoral powers. I, I find that compelling. I still think John Tory knows how to get an agenda through council. But when, you know, Michael Thompson and Francis Nunziata are signing a letter like that, that tells you that he doesn't necessarily have absolute control. Yeah, I'm not sure how instructive it is with respect to his ability to build a coalition on on, on other issues. I think this seems large because like this gets someone like Francis Nunziata because it threatens her power because it in effect it could diminish her power <clears throat> since then she becomes not just one vote but perhaps some on some issues something less than one vote if the American carry the day um, but look you know I, I they're actually petitioning the province <clears throat> I pardon me uh, I, I this is the most Toronto fight of all time yes you know they're protesting powers that the mayor did not ask for claims that he will use rarely if ever um and you know can still be overridden a la congress in the united states with a supermajority. and as a consequence um you know and what is what is their fight the headlines like the you know they fight really with a letter um okay great so you know we'll see uh, i'm a fan of the strong mayor model uh, for all the reasons that people who dislike it dislike it so you know it your ultimately your view on this is going to come down to whether or not you like the idea of a stronger mayor system I do find it interesting, though, that now that John Tory is definitively retiring, and let's face it, there is no freaking way John Tory is going to declare he's running for another term. So he's got four years of runway ahead of him, and now all of these people are jockeying for position. So there's going to be a lot of cockiness. 
Uh, well, first of all, I think you just made it a virtual certainty that he's going to run. Uh, <laughs> there's you just stood on your you just stood on your roof in a rainstorm and said, "If there's a god, why can't I see him? Come on!" So you know, way to go. Uh, you just tempted the fates. But yeah, we're going to see we're going to see some of that. It means that in the second half of his term, um, you're going to see a lot of uh, peacocking and and showboating. Um, but different candidates will take it in different you know styles. I mean, you know, I think not all of these people have designs on running for mayor. Um, but and certainly one would hope Michael Thompson wouldn't. But you know, you you look at a guy like Brad Bradford, who I think a lot of people say, you know, that could be a future mayor. He's following a completely different strategy, right? And he's building support gradually, incrementally. He's not trying to confront and grandstand. So you'll see different styles of how to build a campaign, how to build a consensus over the course of next years, and it will be interesting to watch. I think we can call this, I know you are, but what am I, as a political tactic. Doug Ford yesterday saying, well, okay, sure, yeah, we're fooling around with the green belt, but the liberals did it. And for the record, when the liberals did it, I was against it. So, you know, some of us have a a degree of consistency. Well, for the record, when liberals did it, I was for it. And the reason I was for it is that it was in modest terms and it was really to correct you know, by and large, it was to correct small tracts of land that where someone came forward and said, really, like the people in the back room who drew up this map didn't draw it correctly. And it was 340 acres over something like whatever, 17, 18 parcels. So they're very tiny pieces of land. I think the problem, it's a great rebuttal for Ford. Like it's a great sort of slap you down in the legislature sort of line, but none of it is going to get around the fundamental nagging question as to why would people buy a piece of land that can't be developed at a 21% interest rate and then only two months later find that woohoo, they'd won the lottery and it can be developed. It really, really, really comes down to, did they tip people off? Did people have prior knowledge? Was this motivated not by a desire so much to create housing but by a desire to reward uh, developers, developer friends? And, you know, this story isn't going to go away for Ford. So his hands had better be clean on it, because if they're not, he will be discovered. And saying you did it too won't get him very far. That's the real vulnerability here. It isn't what you did, it's why you did it. And if he's got a problem on the why he did it, um, watch for this to become a much bigger issue down the road. Yeah, I mean, my own bet, I have to say, is I don't think anybody tipped anybody off, but I think maybe somebody raised an eyebrow or blinked twice. I think people were tipped off. I can't demonstrate that, but I think that people had prior knowledge of when that was going to happen. Um, I don't think that some of these decisions seem sensible. Um, and I just think there's too much smoke. But, you know, if there's no fire, there's no fire. Or if it can't be proven, then it can't be proven and it goes away. But I, it feels to me like they are one bad story, one person breaking sweat on their brow and saying something uh, from this thing mushrooming into a real problem. Merritt Stiles uh, was acclaimed yesterday as the new leader of the NDP. Any fearless predictions? Is she going to be the premier? 
Well, we'll see. I've known her a long time. I think she's an extraordinarily capable politician. She's very likable. Um, she's some things that Andrea Horvath wasn't. Now, Andrea Horvath sometimes could be a little difficult to get along with. She was a little bit of a brittle pad of a politician. I think that Mara is going to have a lot more appeal. I think she's going to have a pretty fetching chance of really holding fortress downtown Toronto. Like in the last election, the Liberals really needed to reclaim, the, at least if they wanted to rebuild some of those Toronto seats. And they didn't. And so that's that's a challenge for for them. And that's an advantage for the uh, for the NDP. That's what Mark gives you. The question really is, can she play outside of downtown Toronto? Can she play outside of an urban sort of progressive play? And that's what she's going to have to build. And the job's hers now. Um, I think it hurts them that they didn't have a leadership race. I think it hurts them that they didn't have, you know, some excitement and attention and a couple of arguments about the labor side versus the progressive side and um, draw some of all that and force the candidates to be tested. Uh, under the fire of being contested by one another. Um, but she's got the job now, and she's got to put it on her back. And I wouldn't underestimate her, um, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't take an, a, a huge bet that she can win outside of downtown Toronto either. Okay, one last issue, and this is based on stuff that happened late last night, but uh, the Democrats managed to capture another Senate seat. Uh, yesterday afternoon, Donald Trump's corporation found guilty of tax fraud. Not a great day for the Republicans. Not a great day for Republicans. Makes the um, you know makes the hierarchy of the Republican Party really, really, really anxious about you know the spoiling effect that Donald Trump has. Poor candidates, wrong issues. Not talking about you know economic issues that concern voters, but rather talking about what happened in 2020 and Hunter Biden's laptop and all this. So it's just a bad look and a bad offering for the Republicans wherever Trump touches it. But Trump still controls. The fact of the matter and the lesson we should take away as we think about the nomination for uh, president is that Trump still was able to overwhelmingly muscle a guy as bad as Herschel Walker into position to be the GOP candidate. That tells you how his hold is over the grassroots. Will that weaken? I don't know. I'm still going to bet, because of the way their primaries are structured, that Trump is the most likely candidate to win the presidency, to win the nomination for presidency. I yeah, say. See, I don't agree. I think he's on the wane. I think that uh, as soon as somebody turns on an aging lion, um, all of a sudden everybody turns on them. But listen, we're out of time, so thanks a lot. Good to have you, sir. Have a great day.